1: Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
2: Bless the Lord and welcome to for Zion's sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
3: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
2: It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started yesterday, and that theme is the way of God as well as the ways of God. And it's important to point out, as we did yesterday, that before believers in Jesus were called Christians in referring to what and to who they were following the earliest description of these people were they were followers of the way. And we know that this is spoken of in Acts chapter nine, verses one and two, where it says now Saul breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues at Damascus so that if he found any belonging to the way, both men and women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And we also said yesterday that isn't it interesting that for our Jewish people at that time, the Torah, which literally means instruction, was for all practical purposes instructions how to live a certain way of life. And then, of course, we're familiar with the scripture in the Gospel of John when Jesus declared I am the way, the truth, and the life. We pointed out that both the Hebrew word for way and the Greek word for way mean the same thing. It's not just a passageway or a road that one travels on, but it's a course of life. It's a mode of action. It's a way of living. It's a journey that we're all on as we walk as believers in the earth. And of course, it means a course of conduct. So we're going to be talking about and continuing to talk about the ways of God. And Frank. quite frankly, we are, if, we are either in the way of God or we are out of the way. And too often we think we are in the way of God by what we are doing. What activities are we included in? Yesterday, Junia spoke about we can go to church often. We can go to Bible studies. We can do other activities. And these are all well and good. But the real issue is, Are we are our, our internal being. What is the condition of our heart and our mind? If there is inner division, if there are conflicts within us, regardless of what our outward activities are, we are not in the way of the Lord. So we're talking about what are these divisions? What are these conflicts? And it's really spelled out in the letter that James wrote. In James chapter four, verse one, we read these words: "What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? And really, if we could say it another word, another way, Junie, it's the problem is the desires of our flesh versus the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the flesh, as the Word of God says, is at enmity with the Spirit." And we also see that the soulish life so often disguises itself as the spirit of the Lord, when in fact it isn't. This this is a main conflict, an internal conflict that we all go through. Then we spoke of the book of Mark, chapter 3, verse 24 and 25. And this is a very powerful scripture and speaks to us as individuals. If a kingdom is divided against itself that kingdom cannot stand. And you pointed out yesterday, Juni, if a house is divided against itself, it too cannot stand. But this refers to us as individuals as well, that if there is division, if there is conflict in our life, we will not be able to stand. Isn't it interesting, Juni, that in the, in the prophet Malachi, he asks a very important question. And that question is, who shall stand when he appears? Also, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 24, which also has that word, who shall stand. It doesn't say it that way, but listen to Psalm 24, verses 3, 4, and 5. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood and has not sworn deceitfully. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. You know what this says, if we could translate it into the message that we're giving, Junie? We need to be in the way of God. We need not be an obstacle to him. We need to make choices like Moses made, where it says in Hebrews 11, Moses chose rather to suffer the affliction of being with God's people than to suffer, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So it's a question, am I going to do it my way? Are we going to choose our way or are we going to choose the way of God? So our question for all of us is, are we in his ways or are we out of his ways? And it's important to understand That whether we like it or not, I pray that our ways are so pleasing that we would like it, that God knows our condition and sees our divisions and conflicts. In Psalm 139, verse 2, we read these words, Thou dost scrutinize my path and my lying down, and are intimately acquainted with my ways. God is intimately acquainted with our ways. We know that in Hebrews, the word says, the word knows the thoughts and intents of our heart. So again, God is aware of everything about us. He knows what we're going to say before we say it. He knows what we're going to think before we think it. So it's time to take stock and see that we are not out of the ways of God, but we are in the way of God. James, if you have your Bible, turn with us again to James chapter 3, verses 8, 9, and 10. Okay, James 3, verses 8 to 10. But no one can tame the tongue. That's T-A-M-E, tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. And I think if we're believers, we can easily relate to, to the significance of that scripture. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, and listen to these words, these things ought not to be this way. Juni, that is such a powerful verse and an admonition to all of us and an exhortation to all of us. It is speaking about the visions in our life. The words that we speak are either going to bring life or death. And how often have we as believers spoken words that don't bring life? They bring death. But I love the end of verse 10. These things ought not to be. And again, if we relate it to the message of the way of God... We need not be out of the way of God. That thing ought not to be. We have committed ourselves to the Lord. We were uh, identified with his death and burial through baptism. But praise God, Jesus rose from the dead. And we came out of the waters of baptism as new creatures. Are we living as new creatures? And we live as new creatures in newness of life when we walk in the way of God.
3: And you read a scripture that defines that, Shelley, clean hands and a pure heart and not lifting your soul to deceitfulness or to falsehood. And so if we are agreeing with the Lord and his way, we learn how to walk by the spirit, not by what we think or feel or what our flesh wants to do. But we choose God's way. And that brings actually a weakness and a death to our soul that was alive before we were born again. Because God gives us a new heart. He puts a new spirit in us that we can follow his way. Because the resurrected Messiah, Jesus, lives in us. He's alive. And if we learn how to yield our will, obey his voice, he has a still small voice that always agrees with his word. And so we saw that in Psalm 24. Who can stand when he appears? He who has clean hands and a pure heart and does not lift up his soul to falsehood.
2: Thank you, Lord. So
3: we want to believe the truth. We want to walk in the truth. And God sends us the spirit of truth when we're born of his life. So it's an exciting life. It's an adventure. Even when things go wrong and everything doesn't feel good, if we choose God's way and we call upon the name of the Lord, And we call on the blood of Jesus to help us. He keeps us in his way.
2: Yes. Bless the Lord. Being born again, Junie really has put a new standard in our lives. And that standard covers every aspect of our lives. And the problem is too often that we have areas of our lives that still function in out of the ways of God. And that is the vision And that is the conflict that we all face. That speaks of conflict. You know, I just think of so many scriptures, Junie says, that speaks of, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. God never takes a middle-of-the-road way. His word says, Let your yea be yea or your nay nay. There needs to be a decisiveness. And we are going to be more decisive and be able to stand even today, not just when He appears, but day in and day out, by being in the way of God. Do you know the way of God? Are we living in the way of God, or have we become an obstacle in our own life to other lives by being out of the way?
3: Even in our own life, that's if right. We not, if we're not agreeing with the Spirit within us. We're in conflict. That's right. If we're not agreeing with God's word, we're in conflict. When we agree with God, no matter what conflict is coming our way outside of ourselves, Thank you, Lord. we have a peace within. And we're not in conflict. Yes, We're Lord. in the way.
2: Hallelujah. Lord, we're speaking about the issue of life, the life of the Messiah, our Lord and Savior, and the life that we're living may your life be more manifest in us today than ever before may we begin to walk in the way of god may we manifest your life more and more than ever before as these days are coming to a conclusion and we'll give you all the glory and praise in jesus name Amen.
1: Amen. thank you for joining us this evening